Yeah, hello? Yes. Yeah, I'm looking for an artist. Oh, okay. I'm looking for an artist. All right. Yeah. Preacher doctor guy. Uh, it's just all about like changing your life through the power of like thinking positively. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And um, like a lot of talk about like prayer and like how to. It's just like, I don't even, I'm like halfway, not even halfway through it. And it's like a chapter called like how to create your own happiness and stuff. Wow. It's a very, it's really good. You should check it out. I mean, how long have you had this book? I've had it for like a year and a half, but I haven't like started. I started it, but then kind of like it, it helps with um, just like general self-esteem stuff, which is so cool. Like it's the first, I think the first sentence, which I actually had uh, on my wall in my apartment and didn't know that it was from this book. It was just like a famous quote that I saw once and printed it out and put it on. But it's like, believe in yourself have faith in your abilities without uh what is it without a humble but reasonable confidence in yourself you can never be successful or happy and i just remember reading that at some point like in a quote that was emailed to me or some random stuff like that but i i I just like clicked it was so simple but i was like that's that's really I want that on my wall. I want that. And then mm. my dad, you know, X amount of years later set up or suggested that I read this book and I cracked it open and read the first, it's like that, that those are the first sentences, which is, it just kind of blew my mind. But yeah. Wow. Highly recommend. Um, the power of positive thinking. Yeah, man. Well, brother, I can only say thank you for coming here. This is a very, very, Special episode, a special day, a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Brian Patterson on the show today. Brian Patterson, he was part of the crew back (laughs) in the day at the school that we went to to study acting together. Legendary. And it's legendary. It's legendary how we found each other. It's legendary um, how long we've been in and out of each other's lives and like... Also, it's legendary the things that we've been through together. Yeah. So yeah. I have a, I usually start the episode, as you know, because you express to me that you listen. So thank Often. you. Yes, yes. Uh, question of the day. Okay. Question of the day for you. Okay. Is when you think about the crew, oh. the people that we were running with that the first like few years at Marymount. Yeah. What, um, What's a memory that you have? Like, what's that one memory that you go to? Oh, man. Oh, man. That's so hard. Oh. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm honored to be here Thank on this you. show. This is awesome. Uh, big fan. So it's just, it's like surreal to be doing this right now. I'm loving every moment of it so far. Okay, first. Um, <laughs> Get these clothes off. First, uh, first thought that comes to mind—it's got to be something with, with the East River. Yep. 
I don't know what though, because there's so many memories like the dog park. Oh man. Uh, the I don't know. Maybe like running. Remember that time that we like had to run from the cops, or we thought we had to, but we ended up like on the side of of the FDR, like running and. God, I was so out of shape. <laughs> just so we like all were. Yeah, dude. I know. We I know. Like it was it was that was oh man. And we all had like fifty pound backpacks on too. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, we did think that we had to run. And we did. And we found ourselves like on the side of the river, sandwiched in between the river and like a really active and <laughs> looks like like pretty well established homeless community. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we were like passing that, pe- neighborhoods. <laughs> well established <laughs> is the best way. It's so true. It looked like a little. It looked. It looked like a like like a community of tents and. It definitely was. Yeah, that was wow. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, man. And we spent a while. Like it was a long trip. I think we went. Because we had started at like what fifty first, we it was like ten blocks worth of, of oh yeah being in between sandwiched between the river and and, and no like it it FDR. actually was because the, it was the fifty first street park yeah. and then we went we we ran on the side of the river all the way to sixtieth and pork yeah exactly I'm so glad you said pork that's <laughs> exactly what it was and that yep I remember that I think I ripped my pants I think I may have ripped my pants I think I did. You did. If you not did. that time, at the very another. end, yeah, it was, Go, the last, it was climbing worse. that the wall to get to Sixtieth and Pork, which is even it's worse that it was. The it's end. worse because it was one of the easier things we did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not like the time that we went to the dog park and I couldn't come back. I couldn't like make it over because I like couldn't do a pull up. Basically, oh yeah, I did eventually. I think get. Over. I mean, obviously, I'm again here. wearing a fifty pound backpack. Oh, that's true. But I was just so not pleased with myself. I was sweating. Yeah. That was a, that was that was a good. But, but yeah. that being said, there was tons of great memories from that, from that, t- like the, that like, was a great memory. Oh yeah, that's true. But the but not being able to do a pull up is a negative memory in my mind. For sure. But sure. yeah, <laughs> running from fifty first to pork is definitely epic. I also think of the radio show that we had. Crude. Crude. <laughs> Which was just legendary. It was a C R E W apostrophe D. The only way to spell it. Yeah, because you're getting crude. Oh, of course. Where we would have what an hour time slot, but like twelve of those minutes we were actually in that room doing a radio show. The rest was spent at the C, C store, store, just buying snacks. Peach mango steams <laughs> and like those organic Annie's cheddar bunnies. Oh, of course. That was a true college experience. I don't know, like why they allowed us to have a radio show you know <laughs> yeah. but that was actually kind of fun oh yeah that was fun that was a lot of fun wasn't there a night that we spat like some freestyle oh yeah i remember that yeah vividly not vividly be- because that's a long time ago and we were all out of it at that point but yeah let's the moments that were vivid are vivid yeah for sure um okay so <laughs> i kind of want to get into it so let me just say like i'll probably ask you some questions that you know i know the answer to obviously but just for the interest of conversation i want to show people be pat yeah man all right my man my brother yeah dog bro what have you been up to what's going on dude uh well since um 
going to Marymount together. Uh, took like a year off. And um, during that year, I did like a play. Some stuff here and there, little things, blah, blah, blah. Um, and my dad actually suggested that I look into maybe going to graduate school because i mean i'd be lying if i said that that was any mm. like remotely on my mind at all mm -hmm. while i was at marymount or shortly after marymount i wasn't even thinking about it but he suggested like why not just give it a go uh get some further education um in your field which i and i, I kind of at first was like sure i mean i'll try i'm not expecting anything of it or anything um so applied to a couple of schools and uh, didn't get into a lot of them, most of them, mm -hmm. uh, but did get into uh, Columbia University for their acting program. So I've been doing that uh, for the past two years, and I'm, I'm in the summer right now between the second and third year, and it's a three-year program, so hey. I'm about to finish this bad boy off. And uh, yeah, I mean... I'm really grateful that I am going to this school because I knew from the I knew from the callback time period like that it was like a weekend process thing. I knew like then that that's where I like even if I had if I did get into any of the other places I knew that if I got into this one this is where I would go just because the vibe and the energy was so up my alley. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but you know what I mean. Like when you feel an energy from some place or some group of people oh, or yeah. something it's just it's like magnetic that that's where you want to be at mm -hmm. i want to spend more time here so yeah i've been doing that doing that for two years <clears throat> now and it has flown by like ridiculously so i studied classical music for two years as you know before mm -hmm. switching to acting mm-hmm but what happened to me, weirdly enough, is like when I got more and more into the technique and the tradition of classical singing, the less and less interested I became in it. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I love to sing. I love to, excuse me, I love to write music. Mm -hmm. Like, I love music, but the more I studied it strictly, the more I was like, not about it like it, the more like academic it became or yeah something yep and um so i guess what i'm asking is at the it, coming up on this last year of grad school are you still in it are you still a fire a light a yeah. flame yeah man i like really am it's uh maybe even more so good like, i it's just i don't know it's it's been like a really invigorating experience because it's been like I mean, it's been a grind, dude. Like, it, like I never knew, like, you know, I, I knew the concept of, like, when people say, like, oh, I'm grinding. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. But I I never really, like, fully. And then, like, you know, I've had jobs and stuff in the past where I worked long hours or whatever and things like that. But, like, this is, like, a it's been a grind. It, but, but it's never felt like work is the thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Which is kind of the, you know... The, why I say that I, I'm still like the fire is still lit in me because it never feels like work. It's what I love to do. Um, even like the experiences I've had that were like less than ideal or, or super stressful or whatever. Of course it took a toll on me, but like it never, 
felt like grueling or like I didn't want to do it. Like, has it at any point in the in the journey? No, no, I don't. Th- I don't. Well, I mean, there have definitely been mornings where like five thirty comes around and I do not want to get up for that. Like, you why, know wait, I mean? why are you getting up at five thirty? Well, the school is located uh, in Harlem, West Harlem, uh-huh. um, on a hundred. Well, the school, the university is one hundred sixteenth Street and Broadway, which is like the the gorgeous campus that everybody knows of Columbia and whatnot. But the School of the Arts building is up on one hundred thirty third Street uh, and Broadway, um, a little removed from that, and. Anyway, I live on the Upper East Side, so to get there is at least like 45 minutes, and we have every day warm-up, 9 a.m., and I'm one of those people that, like, I I mean, I'll do this if I have to, if I oversleep or something, but I can't just, like, get out of bed and brush my teeth and leave. Like, I need, like, a solid hour or 45 minutes or right. so to have like a coffee on my couch and like contemplate my like my life right. and like and right. become a human being again. So I wake up around like 5:30 or 6 every morning to do that and then leave my apartment by like 7:30 8 at the very latest to take the bus cross town and uptown and get there with like time to set up the yoga mat and get and you know ground myself and right. <laughs> become try to like just wake up enough to go through the day you know what that takes a lot of discipline because that's not just waking up at that time that's that's also affecting what time you go to bed the day before and I bet that that's affecting things like like for instance when you were coming over here and I offered you a coffee you said no thanks I'm trying to cut back like I bet that affects like when you're drinking coffee and like how late you're eating and all this stuff so it's like I remember we were just to, to bring it back kind of full circle, yeah, which sure. will not be hard to do this episode. But like we talked about those first couple of years at Marymount and things were kind of like I, I there was one night by the river. I whispered to your in your ear like <laughs> freshman year doesn't matter. bro." I will never forget. That. <laughs> I will literally never forget. That. And part of me like uh, actually 100 percent of me agrees with that. Yeah. Especially with what we were studying. Maybe yeah, yeah, none yeah. of it mattered. But like. I think it's all good work, and I don't regret a single second. No, no, no. I'm divert. Uh, I'm I'm getting off track. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like I've seen in you a shift in your approach to acting that's bled into your like life, dude. And it's, I think that when when you focus your energy on something, it can trans. It has the power to transform you, and. Um, so it's really encouraging for me to see that and hear that you're still as passionate about it because you've changed a lot of things about your life to pursue this. Yeah, man. Here and there. And things like, yeah, like you said, like, I, well, thank you, first of all. Like that, I mean, it's been like, I haven't... I'm saying just not that we were doing crazy or stupid oh, no. shit. Just like your seriousness and your intention behind the approach is like, it's true artistry. Well, shit, man. Thank you. I, well, I, 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 yeah, I've had, to, I've, def, I've definitely had to make like tons of changes as far as like you mentioned, you outlined a couple of them. Like I, <laughs> I go, I, like I'm, I'm like ready for bed at like 1030 or, so, <laughs> or, or more or less. Like, I, <laughs> like it's, but that's just how my clock is like set up now. I don't, yeah. s- 
during the summer now, like I, I, I don't just wake up on my own at 5.30. That's like what human being can do that like on their own. Unless their internal clock is... Unless know, it is like, set that way. Yeah. Wake wake with the sun, you know, go That's to bed true. with the sun. That's true. There's Some people probably, do that. <laughs> actually, probably a lot of people that do that, yeah. but, but not me. Uh, <laughs> Fuck but, that. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> but I do, like, in the past, like, I, w- I could sleep until, like, noon and yeah. whatnot. But Dude, I can't. Yeah. I can't exactly. do that anymore. Yeah. Like, my body doesn't let me. And, or your schedule sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but no, I mean, like, I, I haven't. I've had to like definitely cut back on a lot of things like socially and stuff, which is definitely uh, not the greatest thing, you know, for like myself in my mind or like, you know, I, I want to see people more often, of course, and I miss going out with people and things like that. But like during the school year, I, the free time that I find myself having, it's really hard to <laughs> like step away from that but I could be doing this right now kind of thing like I could be preparing for this next for the scene that I have coming up next week like this is a free time to do that or it's a free time to not do that and then cram it in later you know what I mean yeah. so why not like try and save myself the like intense stress that would come later and just do it now and make myself like not free even though I'm technically free at this time, or I'm just like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is like, it's all about purpose. What is your purpose in, in studying this? What's your purpose in choosing this school? What's your purpose in like why you're studying at this school? So like for you, your purpose is defining like your, your other, your relationships to other things, like including the social mm. relationships, like, that so, so I guess like what I'm saying is that time isn't even necessarily free. Mm-hmm. If for you your purpose there is to be the best at your craft and to learn as much and be as dedicated for these three years as much as you can, maybe that time isn't free. Maybe it's not for the friends. That's, I mean that's a really that's a I, that's a really good way of looking at it. Like because because you get to choose what to do with your time. That's true. Everybody does, right? And it's your choice to block out this time to work on this. So yeah. if you're working on it, you're working on it. Mm-hmm. You're not free. Yeah. Well, luckily it's just three years. That's know? true. But yeah. it's also like, I feel like you're, you're kind of like um, instilling some, some good habits yeah. that will help you in the profession. You look Ho- at the hopefully. most successful people and like they're, they it seems like they're always working yeah yeah like look at like Dwayne the Rock Johnson doesn't it seem like he's like literally never chilling he's never never chilling with a pizza with a friend like like never (laughs) which is like (laughs) I'm like trying to think because I totally follow him on Instagram me too I don't think I've ever seen him like in any picture or video other than like working out or like hey I'm on set here with you know, right. or, or like Titan Games, like I'm right. producing this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's chilling in between shots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> On a camel yeah. with Kevin Hart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> so crazy. True. Dude. It's crazy, though. That's his reality. Yeah, man. Your reality right now is like really intense study of acting. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that, I, yeah, I just, it's just like the number one priority right now is just to do the, do the three, three years graduate school and do it to the, put everything into it. Because, I mean, like, there were multiple points during this uh, journey of mine in, in grad school where I was like, you know, felt really out of it or, or just like not fully present or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, no less passionate, but like definitely just not present, kind of run down or something maybe is a good way of putting it. But yeah. Feeling kind of human. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Kind of, and then I would have like moments where I'm just like, don't like this is never going to happen again. Th- these three years, like in this way. So my, and that kind of might be like a good way to, now I'm thinking about it, like approach, like all of life. It's like, it's like never going to happen. This moment like this is never going to happen again in this way. Yeah, man. So like, just do it to the fullest of your, then do it. Like you have, then do it on your arm, dude. Then do it. Exactly. Which, which is so, wow. Wow. I like that tattoo even more. Like I already liked it a lot. I already liked it a lot, but like (laughs) that, it's so like, I, you, you always have a choice, right? To, to do, you can always choose to do something or to literally not do it. Right. So why not just do it? You know what I mean? Especially I if it's something that like you're not doing because of like certain risks that aren't really grounded in reality. Yeah. They're oh, kind yeah. of grounded in your insecurities yeah. or like things that you don't want to become your reality. Yeah. Your worst nightmares. I mean, like, I started Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like we were talking about earlier, uh-huh. and, you know, it's it's really grueling, and it's really uh, challenging in many ways, and in many ways, I'm working through the very things that I was, like, <laughs> when I wasn't signing up for it, but I was interested in it. Uh-huh. These, this is why I was hesitant is because like I'm, I'm having to face certain aspects of myself that I know would be challenging to face. Like physically, emotionally, all of it. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. Like I could be really specific, like physically I'm really comfortable lifting things with my upper body, Mm -hmm. but my legs, just because of the sports that I've played and the things that I've found myself interested in, my legs aren't really powerful in terms of like in in comparison in to comparison to my upper body it's not like i'm a johnny bravo an upside sure. down bowling pin <laughs> i've had to actively like do leg day just to not look like that oh yeah like not even like you can't even tell i do leg day same but you can at least tell that i'm not skipping it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what goal. i mean that's, that's the, the goal for me goal. and that's so <laughs> so jujitsu is like confronting me in that way physically uh-huh Jiu-jitsu is also confronting me in ways mentally where I am like having to battle parts of my ego that I also like there were certain things in acting, you know, you learn parts about yourself, like in viewpoints where you're like, wow, this is a lot. Like I didn't realize that I had this part of myself or something for sure. You know, like you think you get to know your ego. You think you get to know certain parts of yourself and then you're put in a different circumstance even in jujitsu yeah. 
it could be a different position. It could be literally six degrees more this way. And you're like, oh, this feels totally different. I don't like this, this, and this, and this. Oh, wow. Like, this makes me, you feeling surface, bro. And you got to deal with that. Oh, I believe that. So it's that's like. Probably, that's probably jarring, or it can be. It's jarring, and then it's also like you you got to process it. Sure. Because ju- that's the thing about things like acting and jujitsu. You said it so beautifully. Like, you can either choose to do it or not do it. And we're, nothing, the next moment is not promised. Yeah. So that's the goal of acting. That's the goal of jujitsu. And it feels like all the things that I'm trying to focus in on my life are, are activities that are designed and aimed towards making you just deal with what's right in front of you. Yeah. Being fully present. Cause like most of the world isn't seems like. And didn't someone in your life like really live their life by that? And, and, uh, They've been teaching it in the city for a while. Oh yeah! Didn't they help you kind of get into grad school? And they did they did they shape your mindset? Oh going yeah, going into grad school. 100%. Do you mind? Like, can we talk about this special person? No, because, my uncle. Yeah, dude. yeah, 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 dude. Um, legend. Oh, he's a speaking legend. of legendary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he um, yeah, he was an acting teacher in New York, uh, here for like forty five years or something crazy. Um, but he. Uh, yeah, he instilled in me so many, oh man, I don't even know like where to begin, but just the idea of just being present in the moment is like everything in acting. Like just, he had this huge sign on the outside of his, uh, studio door that just said, act before you think. I love it. Yeah. Which stuck with me. Yeah. It's so, it was so cool. And that like captured everything about about not i mean not everything because it was really intense and uh you know intricate process that he developed but yeah it's all about being present and uh staying with your partner staying with yourself and the circumstances and uh just like going and just living and yo man yeah it's true i bet he, he would love this conversation and love talking about jujitsu well, you know, it's crazy. Like when I was there and I sat in on a class uh-huh. as a fly on the wall, like the the atmosphere felt different. Like you could tell that that room held a history oh, yeah. of like hard work, strong opinions, people yeah. getting broken down. For sure. In in really starting over. Like yeah, you could building feel back up, building yeah. back up. You could feel you could feel that construction. Yeah. Positive or negative, you could feel energy in that room. Oh, and then for when sure. your uncle, dude, when he came down the, the hallway dragging his slippers <laughs> yeah. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> he you could feel his energy before he entered the room. And then once he was in the room, it was like, dude, you're transported. You're in a different place. He's intense. He's intense. And and it was a very special um, night for me. So thanks for inviting me into that world. Oh, yeah, man. But, dude, that sign on the door it sticks yeah. with me. And um, act before you think. I think it's crazy because, like, a lot of people hear that. I hear that, and I'm like, that sounds really dangerous. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. But acting is dangerous. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I... I like 
very similarly to what you were talking about with uh, jujitsu and like finding things out about yourself. Like I, I find things out about myself all the time in acting as well. Like how you were paralleling it also. Like it's because what's it's, an example? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's like because you've been involved with it for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you learn something new pretty much all the time. All the time, like every day almost. Yeah. It's like it, it tends to be like. Sometimes I, I'm learning by figuring out like what I can't do or what I can't access like mm. that, which is a lot more than I can access. <laughs> but, but that is cause we're all, I'm learning, you know what I mean? But I, yeah. if I get like stuck on something in class, I realize it's, it's because it's because of something it's it's because of something in me like i have some sort of a mental block about this or um uh, I, I can't i can't nail this moment down to make it as uh, make it matter to me as a character you know what i mean like when there's blocks and certain things i have to do like or try to do like some serious sort of like soul searching like of myself to try to figure out how why this block is happening and how to maybe undo it and more often than not I'll be doing that like I'll be thinking a lot about it and I have to remember that like sign that just says act just act before you think like just trust the like homework that you've done on this and just and just do it right just do it whatever the scene requires whatever the play requires just kind of leave your mind out of it because that's not that's not uh, you can't get apparently i'm learning you can't get like neurotic or think too much because then you'll just you, you won't be in the present moment like physically it's almost like meditating you're on that yeah. fine line of like being aware and not being aware being yeah. asleep but not being but being awake yeah and i've actually been trying meditating recently really have what, you ever what done have you it? been doing there's this there's this app that my mom told me about called Calm, uh -huh. which just takes you through like guided meditations, mm -hmm. and I'd never done meditation before. It's like kind of blown my mind a little bit. Have you ever done it? I have. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of cool. I've done it in several ways. You know, I've done it also with the physical, like with yoga. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually approached it from a spiritual, like meditative aspect. Um, I've been doing, I've done some, like, I did one head, head, something. Oh, headspace? Headspace. headspace I wanted something? to say headspace, but it sounded too much like Squarespace. Squ <laughs> <laughs> Is but headspace I, the one with the Michael Phelps? No, no. No. Nah, that ad? Yeah, but that ad, dude, is so I funny. Know, know that that look he's giving. Like, did you I just shit you, your pants? Yeah, I know that, that you posted pictures of you doing that face. It's so accurate. <laughs> but it's like, he's so sharp. Uh, shark looking oh, yeah like he still looks like kind of fierce and like yeah like but that face is so stupid it does it doesn't look it doesn't look right yeah it looks like there's something off it doesn't it looks like you need to meditate yeah for sure but anyway you tried uh headspace at one point and i didn't really like it uh -huh. in terms of like i liked a lot of the principles sure but i don't like the voice oh oh someone like someone me. else yeah so <clears throat> I'm trying this new app. I'm trying to gain some print, like gather some principles from this new app and kind of make my own system. And right now I'm working with the Wim Hof 
method in whatever limited ways that I can. So, dude, he's crazy. I first heard about him on Joe Rogan. Oh, hell yeah. And then I saw, yeah, and then I saw that he had a Vice documentary. Or no, sorry, I first heard about him through this Vice documentary, The Iceman. And then I got interested in him enough to see if he was on, like, some of my favorite podcasts. And he Uh was on Joe Rogan. He had two episodes. And I was like, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. And so now I'm just kind of trying to find all the interviews on him. But basically, Wim Hof, he lives in the Netherlands right now. uh, I think in Amsterdam. And he, uh, his wife, I don't know, 30-something, I don't want to misspeak, but a while ago, his wife, like, killed herself. Oh, man. And she was depressed. And it sent him into this, like, he was just, like, really questioning, like, how can we get to this point of, like, someone being so unhappy that they're taking their own life? Mm. And it really affected him. And it's like, look suicide and like killing yourself may be an answer like it you may think that it's an answer sure if you're getting to that point but it obviously affects the people that you're leaving you know so in a way it's it's not all about them in that moment yeah yeah. you know what i mean i'm trying i'm trying to be sensitive but like yeah yeah. he was basically questioning like this hurts like what others like yeah how can we get oh yeah how can but also it's abnormal for us to be hurting and unhappy to the point that we want to kill ourselves yeah so it's like nothing is all right about this situation yeah it's like and i think he had been dabbling in cold immersion or something but he he claims that he found himself in the cold like mother nature spoke to him in the cold oh shit and by breathing just by the intense breathing and the cold and dealing with the cold, the extreme temperature, he learned to sort through things like in his brain and in his life that like, dang, but it's also on a scientific level, dude. So he wants to prove it with science. He's, he believes he's been doing it for years Uh and got to the point where he believed that what he was doing was like keeping him healthy and happy and getting like keeping him from getting sick and that he thinks that he could, you know, like he could resist certain illnesses. So what he did is like he wanted to prove it with science. So he brought he volunteered to go um I forget the school it was. It was one of the Ivy League, like one of the big schools uh-huh. for for medicine. Harvard, I don't want to misspeak, but like, like something that something legitimate. Legitimate. He volunteered to be hooked up to like 20 different pathogens. I should look this up. He basically <laughs> volunteered to be injected with pathogens. Jesus. And did his method, his breathing technique, which he claims are is tapping into his adrenaline stores, his adrenal stores, uh-huh. ad- adrenal stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're saying by I know the word. I, can I don't see know at all what I'm talking s- about. <laughs> I'm just basically repeating this video, but it's really interesting. I've done some reading on it, sure, but I'm not trying to invest the time to like fully understand all this shit. No, I feel you. But if the results are there, which they seem to be, so basically, listen, dude, he resisted all these pathogens. What? And then claimed, I can teach other people to do this within like, what, a week, four days, a week? So he did it with like 20 different other people and they volunteered to be injected with pathogens and they, and they're fine. What? He's broken records, like being submerged in below freezing water for like the most amount of time. And what? 
he's he's like swam under like really thick sheets of ice. Hold it with one how breath. How old is this guy? Dude, I don't know how old he is right now. What? I got to get used to using this iPad, but I don't want to disrupt the convo. But he's like... Wim Hof. Wim Hof. And he has a... His son is so hype on what his dad is doing. Yeah, that, I would be too. Oh, <laughs> you that. should watch the Vice documentaries. I know you yeah. like Vice. You would like oh, yeah. You would like it. It's oh, yeah. really cool. And the, the host is like super open and looks like a guy that like, wouldn't stand two seconds in the cold. Uh-huh. But you can see him on film doing this shit, so it's pretty crazy. But basically, Wim Hof's app is like for the everyday person, so he doesn't expect you to have access to glacier ponds and sure. you know, yeah. like <laughs> glacier water. Not normally. Yeah. So, so he claims that with breathing techniques, some meditation techniques, and cold showers, which is basically like a m- very mild form of cold immersion. Mm-hmm. Um that that you can reap some of these benefits so i've been for the past couple weeks i've been doing some cold showers i i did what he suggested which is to build it up yeah oh like gradually get to like very cold showers sort of to cold showers for longer amounts of time because some of the stuff i do like soap doesn't sud unless the water's warmer yeah yeah. and like i walk around barefoot in jujitsu gym that's really dirty yeah so i want to like you have a little bit of soap in your life Soap and hot water. Sure. Like, I want the germs to go away. Yeah, yeah. So then I'll, I'll start, but I'll start my showers with hot water, or with cold water, and it's hard, like, especially when you wake up and your body isn't warm. Oh, I believe that. Like, I'll do it, though, and I'm, I'm slowly getting the number up and up and up, but huh. the breathing that it triggers, is it you like sharp, feel crazy. Like quick, quick, sharp breathing? That's what I would imagine. For yeah, some it's like, yeah, but you, it's, they're full breaths and they're quick. And it's, you remember, did you have Jeff for voice and speech? Yeah. Do you remember the intercostal muscles, their engagement, the proper intake of a breath is your intercostal muscles. Yeah. Expand ribs, your belly, rib belly, cage, ribs. ribs, belly, belly, ribs. Yeah, for R-B-B-R. sure. R-B-B-R. Yeah, man. And uh, <laughs> Acronym. Yeah, and so it does that. Your body does that naturally when you're under the cold oh. shower. But you do it so quicker. many. In order to stay calm in your mind and to, to what Wim Hof says is build your this internal heat that allows you to feel comfortable. It's not even like you're struggling to stay there. You feel comfortable there. You are doing this breath a lot and you start to get these weird feelings of like hyperventilation, lightheadedness, tingling in the body. And it's all normal. The first time I did it and committed to it, I got out of the shower and looked at myself and giggled for like 20 seconds. (laughs) Nothing. No one said anything, dude. I giggled to myself because I felt so good. That's great. And then it passed, and it, I felt just, like, leveled out. It, Whoa. It wasn't like I was giddy the rest of the day. I was just, like, I giggled. I felt really great. And then I just leveled out. Whoa. So my friend back home in in Chattanooga, we found out that we both listened to Joe Rogan, and he's been, like, cold adapted for several years now and does like Joe Rogan is uh, Joe Rogan. I, th- I don't think Joe oh, Rogan does, but jo- yeah, my friend who also likes Wim Hof. Uh-huh. Uh, but also there's this surfer Laird Hamilton who does this whole thing with pool training with dumbbells and stuff, but it also pairs that with sauna and um, cold baths. Oh, so I'm really interested in taking like in finding cold baths, a place to do a cold. Bath. Oh yeah. Because, you know, athletes do it after games and stuff. Oh, yeah, I, I would it. imagine you would need to. Have, yeah, that would be really beneficial after jujitsu, Right. Or just beneficial if you just did it daily. Yeah, that's yeah, probably. Yeah. And then 
over time you fight off pathogens. Well, dude, it's the same like you said with you couldn't do a pull up. Yeah. When you were trying to escape the dog park, <laughs> but now you can. Yeah. That's because you've been putting in the work. So investing. Investing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I don't even know how we got there. What we were talking about. Oh, I don't. Uh, meditate. We're talking about like meditation. Meditation. So his son made an app. Oh, Wim w- Hof's son did. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because he believes in it. Wim Hof method. It's W M, W H M. And it's like, is it like guided? Meditation it's guided. Or so something? what I'm, yeah. So basically, what I'm doing is I'm trying to like gather principles from that app and and incorporate it into my routine. And yeah, because you were life. saying you were saying how you kind of preferred not the no voice like guiding you necessarily during a meditation you take principles right. from it so well because i feel like the whole purpose i feel like the whole purpose is to find your your voice oh yeah figure definitely out who you are yeah i'm gonna look into that i'm gonna watch that doc- I'm, I'm going to watch that documentary this weekend you will enjoy it vice yeah absolutely whoa i'm like he I'm he hiked mount kilimanjaro frequently in trains you know groups now but he hiked mount kilimanjaro in uh nothing but like shorts what and uh shoes what yeah this guy sounds insane doing his in, method. In the best way doing his method whoa wim hof look i'm doing it i'm not gonna do it i mean i might do it i'm saying i'm gonna look it up and okay, probably so get involved in the mornings now on my commute to work I've started doing the breathing technique, and I look like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. People have moved away from me. Sure, but who cares? I don't care. It's my time. Yeah. Choose what you then do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. This Damn. It, it's like weird, and it's probably annoying, but like this, we live in the city. Like, I, you know, this is my life. I'm yeah. trying to do, do this breathing do. technique. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'll get high on the train from this technique. That's crazy. Just straight up, just feel like I'm tingling and buzzing. What? It feels really good, but it's a lot of work. You like sweat a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like otherworldly, mm-hmm. which I guess it is. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in Tai Chi, to be honest with oh. you. Oh, cool. That's does that go like? How do you think that that would lend itself to like pairing with jujitsu? Considering well, Tai Chi is not necessarily a martial art. I don't it, think so, don't but think it is a, like a physical meditation. Yeah, combined with a uh, very physical martial art, jujitsu. Well, well, tai chi in and of itself is. Um, I could be I could be misspeaking, but I I think this is the case. It was, it's based on like a lot of sword positioning. I think and you're like right. Building wrist strength for samurai, like samurais. Yes, I think you're right. That sounds that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like I've heard that before. But then it was kind of like adapted into like a, a um, way of thinking and living like a not a religion, but no, uh, like a practice. A practice. Yeah. Yeah. Like a spiritual practice. Huh. And um, but it also like just look at yoga. It's also a spiritual practice, yeah. but there are physical benefits. Oh, definitely. The physical benefits that Tai Chi is claiming to do is not to get you ripped. It's like the way you're moving in this position, it activates this internal organ oh. and it, it gets your spinal fluid moving. And it's like, okay, that sounds kind of hippy dippy, but this, 
idea and this practice didn't come from nowhere. No, and it's not still around because it's false. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what I, I I didn't phrase that because at all, because right, it's like, false through and through. Like, it's not yeah. all wrong. Like, well, there could be elements of truth in there. Oh yeah, I'm sure there are. I mean, it sounds like. And I feel like any practice that like physically awakens a part of your body in like a specific way that's maybe different than how you normally habitually do it is beneficial. Even if you don't continue to, you know, use your body in that way in everyday life or whatever, like just having the awareness that your body can do that is capable of doing that is like mind opening and like beneficial for the human body i feel like i think it's all you could also take it one step further because if you're living in a world where you can do you can do like let's say a i just heard this on the it's funny i just heard this on the joe rogan podcast with duncan trussell uh he was saying like if you live in a world where you can do a backflip and like your friends know that and you can do it just at any time you're living in a different reality than in a world where you can't do a backflip that's so true not not just the fact that like we can watch you do it but that you physically are capable of doing it and that you, that is a different reality that's so true and you can work to get there you can change your reality i love that yeah dude like right now you're changing changing your reality you want to become an actor you want to have like you want to master it mm -hmm. so like you can't just do that without pursuing it and putting in work yeah so like part of what's crazy to me about any practice even the practice of acting is like you're playing mental games there too how do you this is an actual question for you how do you take a script and bring your truth to it knowing that the moment that you're fighting to be present in present in to tell the story to tell the truth of the story is in and of itself a lie because uh -huh. you're not in that place you're not yeah. those people yeah yeah you know no that's like the golden like question right like right and you know this like from from all the experience you have with acting as well like it's you know the accepted well i mean the true thing stanislavski saying like it's acting is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances right um i believe that was stanislavski it was definitely stanislavski or meisner but meisner is a student of, was a student of stanislavski so either way but um that's like I don't know. There's, there's, uh, I have teachers at Columbia that have said that there's a sort of like dual awareness sort of thing that happens. And I think I may have experienced that at points where you're kind of like in it, right? Like this, the imaginary circumstance, the given circumstances of the play, the role, the character, the relationship, or whatever. You're in that and you're fighting for whatever you're fighting for as hard as me, Brian Patterson knows how to fight for something that I want. But there's this dual thing where I'm, you're also 
100% aware of the fact that there's an audience right there and you're and you're and you need to be telling the story in a way that reaches right them. you know what i mean right. like so it's almost like honing the ability to have that like dual awareness and be like 100% okay with it because i in the past like i'll be like you know maybe in a scene in acting class i'll be like super into it i feel like oh yeah i said that word well <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. or like i yeah. Yeah. I I am playing this tactic well for this goal that I'm trying to achieve. That objective landing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just be like, I saw it land on them. <laughs> I used that operative word. Like I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. What? Like yep. I'll, I'll be having moments yep. like that, and then some. One of my cl- classmates will like cough out in the audience, and I hear it, and I'm like, they just like I'll, I'll just like <laughs> think to myself like they just they just fucking coughed like. <laughs> But then I, I'll take a few moments and ruin the rest of the scene or at least the next couple of moments because I'm sort of beating myself up about getting out of it sure. and then thinking like, oh, this is all pretend. You know what I mean? Like, right. But, right. But I remember uh, one of my teachers saying good acting, good actors don't stay connected to the circumstance and the other person 100% of the time. Good actors are very much so able to reconnect quickly. I'm really like paraphrasing the crap out of that, but it's... To adapt. Yeah, exactly. It's like, instead of, you know, being like 100% locked in, I am this other person, I'm not myself anymore. It's more like, I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm out of it but let's get right back into it before the audience even notices that you got out of it in any way. Like that's what that's like, it's um, another one of my teachers always says that acting is just a process of connection and reconnection. Hmm. Um, So there's a lot of like, yeah. And I forget how you phrased the original question of being aware of the fact that although like I am like true as truthfully as I know how to like fighting for something how how do I like battle the awareness that it's not real life and this is a character on a page? Like, I'm still learning 100%. So like, I don't I don't know the answer to that or anything. But I I think that there might not even really like be an answer as much as just like being all right with that and doing like your best to stay in it as much as possible but if you pull out of it just go right back in (laughs) like in a different but then but then there's like tons of ways of doing that that i don't even know how to do or you know but it's 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 so hard to like it's such a like art you know art is so hard to like talk (laughs) about sometimes because it's very hard to talk about because it's hard to do yeah yeah i mean you know all the yeah. art that you've been involved in in your life, like from music to acting to jujitsu, martial art. Right. Like it's hard to do, hard to understand, and then hard to relay to someone else. Even someone in the same field as you, it's hard. Like, And you also notice like within the same field, within, within the same cast, or within the same jujitsu gym Uh people are there for different reasons yeah oh yeah 
people are there in different realities. Yeah. What I loved what you said about the cough example <laughs> is that that's like life though. Like, you know, those days where you're just having a good vibe or you realize a good vibe is happening. You're with the right people or you, it could be by yourself. Like mm -hmm. it's just a feeling like you have the cup of coffee, you have your jug of water, whatever yeah. it is, man. It's like that your time in the morning. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> there's a bird that's like, rah, 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 like, and you're, you're like, like, what mother? The? Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your time to sleep, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's just like the bird is just out or something, you know, those things, <laughs> those coughs are out there. Those yeah, birds, yeah. you know, like, or it just starts raining. It's like, inter you know, it's national international skateboard day today. Mm -hmm. And it was raining earlier. It's sunny out now, but you know, yeah. it's like, it rains Things. on days you want to go outside. Yeah, you get wrench, wrenches thrown in the plans. That's part of the. That's part of real life. Uh -huh. So that's part of the art too. And what I, what I think is really cool is like, in my memories of being in regular productions, there were moments where that phrase "waiting for the final character," which is the audience, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. phrase really came true, mm -hmm. because it's not just about dealing with them new in a nuanced way to to act like they're not there it's like no no, no. they're there mm -hmm. they're telling the story too mm -hmm. because they're because you said you have to be connected to them as well mm -hmm. if something if the story isn't being told you got to grab it you got to mm -hmm. grab them you got to you got to make that story clear and like that changes that changes then i guess in a way the reality of that world in that moment like oh, yeah. it, it heightens the stakes and everyone can feel it. And I really, I just, I love that because it's like there would be a cough literally in the audience or I would see someone on their phone, dude. Oh dude. The worst. And you, you wait and you don't care about the beats. You don't sure. care about the runtime. This is actual real life. Literally. Literally. And you're in real life. You're choosing to do this play. Yeah. So this is real life. Oh, yeah. It could be in that play. It could also work where you would, ex you know, because weird things happen in life. Oh, yeah. Where you expect someone to answer right away and then they just like. Just don't. Yeah. Or they say something that's completely unexpected and you're like, <laughs> I was not expecting you to go there. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> Um, or they interpret it mm -hmm. in the weird in a weird way. Yeah. Both you and I have had roles where we have to walk a fine line of getting interpreted the wrong way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your first role, stage door. Oh yeah. Wasn't dude. that your first like our, role? Our first role wasn't that yours too? Yeah. Or no, you did before that, didn't you? Do a one act or something before that? I don't want to be that guy, but. Yeah. I don't think black box. I'm not talking about black box. Oh, okay. Word, word, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then stage door. Not saying it's better. I'm just talking different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. Stage door. Yeah, that was the first. I had I had really great and my like really strong experiences in black box. And some of my dearest oh, yeah. memories were black box. Same. Same, same, same. I was fortunate to get roles, period. Oh, same. Same, same, same. I uh, totally know what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying like I'm I'm talking about because main stage, they consume your life in a totally different way. Hundred percent. That's like a Every role. Every night, that's yeah. You're that's another class, literally. Yeah, and like even some teachers, they ask the students to then go to those shows. 
Mm-hmm. So you are a part of the school's legacy in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Dude. You have to like, if you get cast in that, which is not up to you mm-hmm. and you actually are required to audition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah, when you get that. cast, then you have to fill that. You have to fill those shoes. Yeah. Or you can choose not to and look like an asshole. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, <laughs> I never got the divide or the weird attitude about people that were in main stages and, and enjoyed it and worked hard because that's what I was there for. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's 100%. like, that's so it's like, I, I don't know. You gotta, it's like what we were saying earlier. Then do it. Then do it. And it, and maybe that means like not hanging out with friends that night, Uh huh. but it's so easy to, to like, just say like whatever. And just to, to, it's so easy to lean back on your dedication, becoming a character in your life that you can use as a crutch. Oh yeah. And not, it's not that you're lying, but it's like, maybe you did want to work that night, but you got distracted and you knew you would. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Or you got work air quotes work done yeah. and then you chilled. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got like a solid 12 minutes of work done. <laughs> and it, maybe that was all the work you needed to get done. Maybe. But you could have hug out. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. Probably. I have too. I have too. But it's also like that kind of informs this. This sounds kind of cop out, but like sometimes you need recharge time. Dude, not a cop out. I like one of like my, if there was like, <laughs> like a quote to like put on like to stamp on my like face <laughs> what on no your, on your door on my door it would be something like make make me time or something like that yeah. that sounds like mad cheesy but like you know like no like i no it i would not be you know the reality that i live in the world the way that i live my life like requires me time like a solid yeah little bit of time each day to be alone and just like you said like recharge like that i kind of like feel like that sometimes like i need that for sanity purposes Uh uh-huh because what you do is kind of insane a little bit like like doing the same thing like in certain cases scenes or like Mm -hmm stories place Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over and over oh yeah yeah how do you how have you worked to to have the actor's stamina oh man i'm still working on it yeah 100 percent. i mean there yeah there are i don't know i mean i have not yet done what everyone says you know i'm sure you've heard this like where people say like can you do this eight times a week like eight shows a week like let's like because that's the reality of a broadway show i guess is eight eight shows every seven days you know and people do that for years definitely months eight shows a week and i've never had to i've never done that yet hopefully one day um but that's got to just require like another level of stamina that i am like i've just gotta wait and see if i do have that or not like maybe one day but like right right i in as far as like going to school exactly every day studying nine to five 
it, and most of the time actually like nine to like eight or something like because rehearsals and whatnot afterwards like that i and this is gonna sound like so maybe cheesy or whatever but like i just like like it so much that it 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 is physically tiring and emotionally tiring but kind of like i said earlier it doesn't feel like torturous like and like something that requires like stamina as much as well let me there here's like an example of there some mornings i am like walking from the bus stop to the school and it's super early and i'm only had like a cup and a half of coffee when I normally have like three before like and I'm just not feeling it I'm feeling like tired and run down I just I've literally said out loud to myself like walking in the streets in Harlem like and part of my French but I've literally just been like I'm gonna be a fucking actor like I just say that like I'm like that's I'm doing that for like I am going to do this this is it this is this is what the fuck I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, and I kind of yeah. like remind my not that I had forgotten, but I try to like reignite that passion that is still there, but just maybe was like a little, a little like quieter because of uh, a lack of stamina or something. Because I'm yeah. like building up that stamina, hopefully. But I've literally just said like I'm an act, like I'm gonna be an actor, like yeah. in Batman Christian Bale voice, like. I'm going to be an actor like and you know I mean I'm going to I'm going to give it everything I have but that it just it just helps to say that to just kind of like give myself a small little pep talk and a lot of times like I just it's not like I'm on autopilot by any means but it is just like routine I like routine I do like I I I like I'm like a creature of habit in a lot of ways. Right. So going to a, a school that is, you know, this is the time every day. This is the time we have a break. And then this is when we pick back up. And this is when we finish. Like that kind of helps me in because it's reliable. You know, I, I, I always have a lot of respect for people that are like, yeah, I kind of want to take a trip this weekend. Let's go. Like, let's just go <laughs> like that. I just am not like wired that way. Like I've never really been wired that I'm down to go on a trip, but let me know like a month in advance. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. or maybe even longer, like just to like get, so I don't know. I, I kind of like do all right with right. scheduling like that. And I yeah. think, yeah, I do too. In my own weird way. Word. The thing yeah, is everybody's like, everybody's different. Yeah. That, I'm trying sure. to figure out how to, d how to <sighs> control as much of my schedule as possible in terms of like what I want to be doing and in yeah. actually like how, well, how do I make that work? How do I contribute <laughs> to society while still doing the things that I'd like to do? Uh -huh. And I got to a point with me personally, like spending a lot of time uh, preparing for auditions and, and meeting people and like, quote unquote networking I felt like a lot of that energy was kind of going out into the air and kind of dissipating or like mm. diffusing and it was just like a thin you know if if it was like a little cloud 
it got stretched out and all the particles just kind of scattered like that kid in Willy Wonka. And it's just like (laughs) out in the air. It's just like all these pieces. And in some ways that's true, but in some ways it's not true because like I just recently got a call from a casting director that, you know, I remember going to Uh and like really enjoying showing my work to and stuff and like working with him. So that was encouraging to know that that work is not, it's it's not like I'm out there planting all these seeds for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Which I know what you mean. It sometimes feels like that. Right. For sure. Right. But the consi- but putting in that consistent work was like, it, it was eliminating the time that I could otherwise spend doing things that I, I always said I used to do. Mm. And I remember, I, I just thought like, uh, why did I used to do that? Mm, when you can still be doing it. I could still be doing it. Oh, okay. Like, there's no cutoff. And, yeah. like, all these things inform who I am, so how can I make it one unit? And it's weird because, like, it really, it, it's it kind of slows down the process of all of them. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so where, where do I want to focus my time? Okay. If, it's like I have, like, this bag of passions, you know? Ooh, and I, I like that image a lot. Yeah, so I'm trying to focus them, dude. I'm trying to focus them uh-huh. because we can all me- memory boxes are annoying. I love my mom, and I love that she keeps a memory box. Yeah, yeah. However, like, there's gonna be a day where I have to sort through that, and like, that's a physical weight, and like, those memory, like, it's f- they're physical things. Like, what do I do with that stuff? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. what do, what am I doing with these things that, I, yes, I'm passionate about, but if I'm not feeling happy doing it, then how am I actually going to contribute to anyone? How am I going to help anyone by doing that? You know, like, yeah. even if it, I happen to be gifted at it, you know? So I, didn't, I don't like auditions. Yeah. So how I'm trying to figure out practically right now, how can I be an actor with, w- without mm-hmm. auditioning? Yeah, that I mean, that sounds so silly. No, 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 it doesn't because I mean, I, I feel like nobody really enjoys auditioning, and when and when you like, <laughs> when you are like, no. I mean, unless you like nail it and you know right after that you yeah. nailed it, like, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great feeling. Like, unless you're Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is like guys like that they they they, they don't audition. I feel like anymore they just get like offered. I feel like they might. Really? Do you but, think like Jake Gyllenhaal goes and he's like, "Hey, I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. This is dude, from he was this in, is our youth." Like, <laughs> you maybe. Know? Really? Maybe he was in Sunday in the Park with George. That's true. That's and, true. He and might it's have like, had to do you just allow that. Hollywood act like Hollywood actors to just come on the Broadway stage just because they're Jake Gyllenhaal? Like, you know, you have to prove that you're you can sing That's on true. pitch. That's true. Probably. Like, I don't know. You coming know? like to come onto Broadway and stuff. Yeah. They probably there's probably some sort of process. Yeah. Or they were like in. They had they they like know the, I don't know the artistic director of the company or something, and they know their work and they approve it or something like that. Like it's not just like a that kind of thing, probably. Right. But but the you know auditioning is a is a skill. Oh yeah. And a a whole pursuit within itself. Yeah. That's different than the craft in the career in the pursuit of, of acting. acting. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's so, a technique. Like, there's a technique you know? yeah. that I don't know, and I'm still working on. Are they I, teaching any of this? Well, we actually t- we just had a, um, a class uh, about like basically auditioning for on-camera stuff. 
Really? Which is so, it was the most foreign thing to me going into it. <laughs> like, it, I, I've never really done, I've done, you know, like little short film things here and there and whatnot, but like never anything crazy, like never like gone into for a commercial audition or anything like that. But it's been a, it was a great class, but it, it, it it's just going back to like, it is, it's a whole different, there, there's so much technical stuff involved, like, like place this person to the right side of the camera, this person to the left and switch at this moment and, you know, make sure that they see that you're looking at something, but the camera can't see that you're what you're holding because what you're holding isn't actually a laptop. It's a, you know, fucking bag of chips or something. You know what I mean? Like it's something like complete, like (laughs) just that whole, like the whole technique side of it. It, it, it is, it's like, it's a, a craft auditioning is a craft and I'm not good at it. I don't think like I'm still working on that, but like now I'm thinking, I'm sorry. Now I'm just like thinking, I'm sure that there are ways that you like, for instance, the casting director reaching out to you that way of just having networked in the past with them. You didn't have to audition for them to reach out for you. Right. Like, or did you audition for them in the past? And they I did. Yeah, you? I did. Oh, okay. And I remember it being a good audition, but I was like, I did not get the part. Uh-huh. I well, was not expecting to. That, that like doing a good audition d- does not mean that you're going to get the part. Like you can give a fantastic audition and not get the part just because right. you don't fit it. Sorry, I just wanted to say. But that to me, it's like, then why are you showing up? I felt like a. F- I almost felt foolish because he knew what I was doing there. I knew what I was doing there, and 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 it's almost like I. I didn't feel like I was disrespecting their time, but I was like, what are we doing here? I know I'm not right for this, but this uh-huh. is the only way you're going to see me. Yeah. And I felt... You wish that there was a different way I wish there was you. a different process, and there, yeah. there is. Like, I went to one of his seminars. Oh, okay. It was great. Um, there are workshops you can go to, classes that yeah, you can that's go true. to. But it's like... Um, that's such an investment. Oh, yeah. Financially time wise yeah, financially for sure and i'd rather be good at like longboarding <laughs> sure well yeah i mean no i get it i get that because that's something that you also love to do which will fulfill you make you a whole person and then that will make you that much more of a complete actor because you're that much more of a complete person I get that. Yeah, that's the hope. It's like me time. Like everybody needs right. their like doing what what fuels them to then have them be more ignited as a, a person and then put that towards whatever you want to put that towards. Yeah. And yeah. Because I mean, yeah. You you're I mean, you're you're a fantastic actor, Michael. I want you to know that. Brother, I man. need I just want to say that. Like I like you I I, I understand disliking auditions and stuff, yeah, but you yeah, should yeah. you should know that you you I'm sure you crush it in oh, in, dude. in your auditions. I 100% miss consistent performing cuz mm-hmm. I haven't for a while, but like I'm not unhappy. Like I really enjoy the things I'm doing. Oh, no, that's great, man. But the t- dude, it got to a place where the time I was spending in the waiting rooms, like it was not healthy for me. Like the EPA mentally calls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and it's not I, like I wasn't sitting there hating people. Like I remember meeting people and remembering their faces and sure. like w- w- and liking them, 
seeing them get work in the future. Like I, I was there for the like the team, the community. Yeah. yeah. Like let's do this, blah, blah blah. But there's just something about auditions that's just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> can we have a conversation instead? And then yeah. based on that, then you you audition me or not? Yeah. Can I? That's not, a good idea. That'd not be a good be idea. Like, yeah. Just hey, a meet, a meet and greet. This is an actor meet and greet where we meet you if there's a vibe there because you can tell if someone's real and present for sure for sure you can tell if someone's there and hungry for f- attaching their name to what you're doing or yeah. like being a part of the want story the like or, yeah absolutely. you can tell people's intentions in person totally and if you're vibing with it like you said like then it's like let's read some pages from the script together or something you know what i mean right like, that would be right i feel like that yeah no that that might be the that might be the wave, dude. Dude, <laughs> like, the, gigs, the gigs that I got <laughs> when I was like auditioning, they were the. It wasn't about the audition. Mm. There was a feeling in the room where I connected with the people behind mm-hmm. the table, mm-hmm. where I saw them and they saw me, and I knew I got the gig. And it mm-hmm. wasn't a cocky, arrogant thing, but I didn't question it. I wasn't looking for the callback email, but it came, mm-hmm. and I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The contract came. I wasn't surprised, yeah. but it wasn't like expecting it. Yeah, it's not. A, there's a difference between cocky and uh, confident. Well, or com- yeah, yeah. I mean, it just was. It fl- it, it was, was fluid. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it just, just was. It felt right. It yeah. Felt good. Yep. It felt good. You left. You know. You leave the room. You know when you meet someone and it, you know you met them for a reason. Oh, yeah. It feels right. I just met this person um, yesterday at a Starbucks, and there was something about him, dude. Just felt. He right. had like he had like four Starbucks venties, like vent venties on the table. Damn, Two of them were full, and then they were in like I think they were double cupped. But then he had a couple of other cups, and then like a mountain of Splenda. My man. Or equal, sorry, blue equal. Either way. Either way. But <laughs> he, he looked really open and nice. So, but he was sitting alone and there was no chair. So I grabbed a chair f- from this other table and I said, hey, do you mind if I sit here and face out? Because I got addicted to this really dark podcast, Sword and Scale, which goes through like all these like serial killers and people with like mental disorders that like turn on like, like yeah, yeah. It's like a lot. That's like um, they go into like large in, scale be, controversies and shit. I mean conspiracies. Very, very into that. Sword and scale. Okay. Sword and scale. The cover of it is a doll, a baby doll with like a piece of its heart, like the heart, a hole in the <laughs> heart area with like a sword or something. Okay. It's dark, dude. But I'm it's well it. produced, it. and it's like, oh man. Okay, we can talk about that later. Okay. But I love it. But uh, he was like. I was like, do you mind if I sit here face out? And he goes, he looked at me and with the kindest eyes looked up from his hat and goes, no, not at all. Oh my God. And there was magic behind it. dude. And I was like, I'm sitting here, you know, <laughs> like this is this guy and I are going to be together well, for a moment. Yeah. And I knew that there would be a moment where he said something to me because you can just tell, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you can tell the people that just like, 
yeah, you can sit here. I'm not going to talk to you. Yep. You can tell the people that they're scheming. They're planning how oh, they're going to. Oh, yeah. I know. I saw that yesterday <laughs> on the subway, actually. But, yeah, keep going. And uh, <laughs> tell me that story in a second. Yeah, I know but exactly it, what you're talking about. It, dude, he proceeds to tell me about his long career in Hollywood. What? Being an extra or what he likes to call a background artist. Ooh. And I was like, whoa. Because he also starred in a film that's on, I think he had a big, a more prominent role in a film that's on Netflix right now. Me and my best friends, Av. Okay. Uh, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, right? And, um, but anyway, super nice guy. And w- he ended up saying something to me. So I paused my podcast and I said, what? And what he said was basically non-consequential, but we ended up talking Mm -hmm. and he shows me all these pictures of like his old headshots. And we really were just connecting over like ideas. We, We were having a very specific conversation, but we were speaking past it. We were saying we were connecting with each other on a level that, I would see him chuckle at something I said in a way that I exactly intended. Yeah, like beyond words. Yeah. Kind of like I used his name as a verb. Oh, that's because great. of the context of what we were talking about, his name. And like he chuckled in a way that he took a moment to like process it and then he you know, he acknowledged that. He he acknowledged our connection uh-huh. and like it was like About how old of a guy is this? He was like Late seventies. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, this is fascinating. But you just like, yeah, you feel it. You feel you click it. Click with someone, and like we said earlier, you can choose to acknowledge it and be in that moment or not. And I understand that, like, you have life responsibilities, but if it's just the matter of upsetting your routine, even if it's for five minutes. Those five minutes may feel like an eternity because you do have responsibilities. But like what would happen if you just take that risk just to like, like be open to that moment? Mm -hmm. What if you guys are meeting for a reason? That's true. Like what if you literally never know unless you do do it. it. And (laughs) then, and then even if not, the nature of humans is to carve out meaning in this world. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So for sure. To meet someone and connect with him is rare in and of itself. So who cares if it was meant to happen? It happened. Yeah. So now you can choose. Huh. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. it's special no matter what. For sure. We exchange numbers. Oh, really? Yeah. So anyway. You, you'll be in touch. He said he was going to call me today. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what time. He, he was saying that he was a night owl. And I said, me too. Oh, my man. And we like dabbed over That's that. That's a cool guy. Yeah, he's oh, a cool God. guy, dude. He had some crazy stories. Oh, I man. believe it. Hollywood. And what he's in his late seventies now, like golden age Hollywood. It sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> like, more man. or less. Um. Yeah, dude. And then. I think it. Like actually, you know what? I think he was in one film, but he also did work like. With theaters, oh nice ballets, and Ooh. he was and he was a casting director Ooh. at one point. You know, it sounds like a, like a very interesting man, dude. I almost asked him if he knew one of our teachers, former teachers. Oh really? You can guess which one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, 
<laughs> they, dude, they have to know each other. Probably. I kind of want to try to get this guy on the podcast. I wonder if he'd be Ooh. open. Yeah. I'm sure he would. Yeah. It sounds like you like did an episode of the podcast oh, man. in that Starbucks. My phone was sitting out in front of us like it is now. And I wanted so badly to be like, dude, Boop. dude. Beep. But it was, Record too, <laughs> it was too noisy. Oh no! I would not do that to somebody. Else. No, no, no. Of course not. But I'm. But uh, but you thought about it. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> also. You know, it's like it. It was a connection that was so pure that it was like you don't want to do that. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I don't want to do that to a human in general, yeah. but especially in a moment like that, it's like what. If you do that, then this moment means nothing. Yeah. It for sure means nothing. Yeah, no. And plus, you're not the kind of person that would do that anyway. Because that's kind of like... What am I? Fucking Peter Parker? (laughs) (laughs) Don't Just like, get the the story. Get the story. I gotta sell it to the papes. Now. What? (laughs) I'm trying to do a chill podcast (laughs) with, like, friends and artists. That's amazing. Yeah, man. But, uh, so, anyway... So we know what you're doing now and kind of what how we met each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but when did you start acting or at least considering acting as a legitimate like, you know, pursuit or or at least interest And in, while if you don't mind, because we ran out of cold brew. Uh-huh. I got to text Julie that I'm going to be a little later to oh, this sure. thing. So can you just start this i'll be listening but just so yeah, you know sure. no, no, go ahead um well i mean like literally the first um first my first gig no the first time i ever like acted or anything was in a uh a play in sixth grade <laughs> that was written by my drama teacher at the time i forget her name it's a long time ago but it was about like underwater creatures and i was a muscle and a rapping shark, and I wrote the rap, and I don't remember it at all, but it went it went hard, <laughs> and uh, uh, and I and there was just something about like there was a moment in which I said something on stage as this like old muscle clam <laughs> thing, um, and the audience like laughed like hard like a lot to your rap. No, no, this wasn't the rap. This was a different character, oh. but um. I don't even remember the rap really, but I remember this like little muscle dude. Yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and I remember them like laughing. I got like an actual like little response from this audience, small audience, but it was oh. mostly parents and and but just hearing that and the energy that came from that, like in that moment, like this sounds so like Disney magical, but like I was like, I like this man. Like I like like and it it's sort of like beyond like a ooh recognition you know uh, right. attention there's obviously a little of that it's cool to be up in front of people like i like that feeling but there was something about the energy that happens on stage storytelling to an audience that then reciprocates it's with you live there that I was just kind of like hooked from that point on, basically like sixth grade. I did, I did plays in middle school after that. Um, I think like every play that they did, I I was like all in for even the musicals, which are not my forte whatsoever. But, um, and then I went into high school and started doing it. It became 
I remember my freshman year of high school, uh, I had played football growing up for like six years before high school, like youth football stuff. Were you crushing? Nah. I had my moments. Or wasn't the best. wasn't the worst. Sorry. But uh, nah, man. Get that seltzer. Get that seltzer. But I remember going into high school, it was like you can either play freshman football or audition for the school play. And in that moment, I like kind of made the decision that like sealed my fate for my life. And I was like, I'm going to do the school play. Good. And ever since then, I've been doing every single play that has come my way. And uh, I just at some point in high school, you know, when, you know, you start talking, you got to talk to guidance counselors and things like that. Like, what are you going to study? What do you like to do? It was never a question that it's not that I didn't like to do anything else. But I just knew that, like, I wouldn't really be, like, satisfied or, like, happy doing anything else, really. Like, truly, truly happy, you know? Like, it just feels like this is what I, I, I want, I, like, need right. to do, you know? Um, and then, you know, college and graduate school and it's all, it's all, been, it's all been good, man. It's been fun. Fifth, sixth grade, that's pretty early. Mm-hmm. I um, Yeah, when did you start? High school? I, th- I think yeah. I remember you saying that it was like, didn't you do Fiddler in high well, school? Well, you know, something? I was doing theater actually pretty earlier. Oh, like really? Earlier, like, yeah. Like, I, I think even third grade, I had like a solo in this church like, oh, nice. p- play thing, but it was with music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I hated it, was nervous, you know, but I was also like, a little socially awkward and there was this one person in it who kind of bullied me not bullied me in the sense like beating me up but just was intimidating yeah. you sure know? kids yeah dude and so um but anyway and i had a scene with him oh, so it was great. just like nerves were high with the whole sure. thing and then uh middle school you could either choose to be in show choir which was a choir that also did like uh, staged versions of things, w- including like junior musicals and stuff, mm-hmm. or band. And like I was like, "What did you decide? Not, yeah. <laughs> not gonna <band>. do bands <laughs> <laughs> at all." <laughs> Big old no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a low voice, uh-huh. and the pickings for like people with low voice were slim, so I saw an advantage there. Sure. So I think that kind of wet the appetite. For performing of like singing at least, uh-huh. and then I saw like a lot of my friends were in were in um, the the elite choir of the high school, and so I really got into that. Oh, okay, and the low voice was always easy for me, and so I was like rocking the bass, and it was really fun. Hell yeah! But the, but um, so I started like getting interested in singing. I guess kind of like freshman year of high school, like actually looking at it like this is cool mm-hmm. you know but i was my momentum in sports was kind of still going at that point oh it was okay yeah i was doing basketball and then i had just recently been re uh excited about soccer oh, so okay. i started soccer again and um but then i i saw you know a musical with a lot of people in it that i liked including julie and i was like Oh man, I'm not gonna miss out on this vibe, oh, this awesome. community. Like, that's what drew me to it always. And um, 
is like the people involved. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And 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 then once I was there, I ended up realizing like, oh, this is athletic in and of itself, like yeah, for sure. This like some of the skills transfer and also this is fun and also I found a voice and I felt very I yeah, that connection that you that you talked about with for the sure. audience, like when that when you get a taste for that, it's like something real and it's past yeah. recognition and people looking at you. Yeah. Cause the point is for people not to think about you. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. That's so Someone true. asked me if I was Jewish after I did Tevia and Fiddler on the really? Roof. Yeah. And you were like, no, nah. it's like, no dude acting bro. Like also like, do I look Jewish though? <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. But Hey, you were just that convincing, man. Um, so what are, what have been some of your like most favorite moments like on stage thus far and some of your like, like give me your top two like big moments where you're just like, man, that was important. And then give me your top two like, holy shit moments. Cause let me just, while you think, uh-huh. I'll tell you a quick brief yeah, story. Oh, please. One of the first gigs I got out of school was this gig in uh new hampshire oh yeah yeah and i went up on a line brother Dur- during a performance oh yeah man oh yeah because this you know you th- that fine line of being aware of both yeah. and being in and out yep. i stepped a little too far out yep i've done it yeah yeah and i and i just like looked at my scene partner and i said what and it worked. the the oh, whole yeah, The whole context of it worked. But it was not the. But it was. Line. I was like actually using reality and just oh. like, I wasn't gonna lie to her about it, but I didn't need to make it clear to the audience. So sure. To me, that's like. Not really even messing up. No. Like in some ways, that was the realest, the realest moment version of that on moment. St- uh, yeah, and I learned something about that character in that moment too. Oh, I yeah. truly, truly did. And I think it was like to bring it this part of it full circle, kind of. It really did have to do with the audience because I think it was like either right after Julie had come Mm. or she was about to come. So you were like, and I was like trying to, like, you know, when you have people coming. Yeah. I prefer not to know. Oh, me too. Um, Me too. Yeah. But, you know, so, and depending on the gig, I don't really care. But I went up and. So blah blah blah. But it sounds like it went pretty well. Oh, she helped me. She knew exactly what to say, and I was like, we learned something about each other and the characters, and it worked. And throughout the rest of that play, there wasn't a moment. So in that moment, it was probably terrifying, but in the long run, like super beneficial. That moment was supposed to be terrifying. Oh well, then. So what if that was actually it? Yeah, that we found. I kind of learned like. Oh, maybe I don't know shit about acting because this is what I'm supposed to be feeling. Uh, but the next impulse should be the line. And if uh, that's not what I'm doing, then what am I doing up here? Because uh, that feeling was right. Uh, dude, that feeling was right. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just like you know moaning. What I mean? I'm just moaning, but I'm like, I know exactly what you're saying. I haven't got Whoa. to that level. Yeah, me neither, but I, know I haven't. It's like jujitsu. Like, I'll see an opening and then I have to work to get there. Oh, yeah. Black belts, dude, they're moving there. They're Already, moving. Like they're, just they're just constantly moving. That's it's so not cool. like, you, you know? That's so cool. It's it's like it's like the scenes that you know worked are the scenes where you're like, what happened? What did I do? 
you know when people yeah. come up to you and, and they compliment your work you're like i don't even remember that scene yeah that's like the goal right yeah but you remember every scene in rehearsal almost yeah yeah like, of course yeah so so what's your what are some of your top like your rose and thorns <laughs> i like that um oh man i don't know there was um most recently I was in a play at at Columbia uh-huh. um, called The Last Days of Judas Iscariot by Stephen Adley Gurgis. It's a great play. Yeah. Um, and I got to play, I played Satan, which was really fun because it's really opposite of like me, obviously, because I'm not Satan, obviously, hopefully. Um, but like I, I like, I don't know. I try my best to be like a kind man, a nice person. And this is a very not nice person. So it was just a really fun experience to kind of explore, give myself permission to be as like nasty as I can at certain points in it. Um, yeah. It was a cool little like escape. Um, and it was just like a juicy like r- role. I got to wear like a, like a, it's supposed to be like a Gucci suit and like look like, it wasn't just to say that I was wearing my own suit, which is not Gucci, but I, it was just like a really, I don't even know. It's a good experience. There's a lot of like juicy text to say, um, had a great director, Ron Van Lu, teacher, also teacher of mine, uh, at Columbia. Uh, it was just a fantastic experience. Um, another really like memorable experience was probably in high school like i mean there have been a tons of memorable experiences but there was one that i was in this this musical actually called Times square 2090 that was written by a classmate of mine um and we all did this musical together and you know the hip-hop group flowbots you ever heard of like i can ride my bike with no handle oh yeah that song Yeah. yeah Well, they wrote a lot of songs, obviously. That's what bands do. And they, um, he incorporated, he got, he asked, he emailed these, the Flowbots and asked if he could use them in this musical because it really fit with like the political stuff that he was trying to say in the musical. Um, and he did successfully say it was really good. Um, but anyway, I got to rap on stage in like a huge, um, couple of numbers that like it was just it was just really epic and there was this there was this thing in our area called the cappies which are like high school theater awards that are done there's a huge like the cappies gala done at the kennedy center in dc and we got to perform our song like my like main rap song thing at on the kennedy center state one of the kennedy center stages to like the whole gala of people and it was like surreal it was it Whoa. was crazy yeah um so that was like an unforgettable experience just because it Damn. was just the sheer size of it was like ridiculous and i don't know we were like what we were like 16 at that point so it was just kind of like whoa this is this is insane it was really it was like it was lit like enveloping <laughs> yeah exactly um i've oh man i've gone up on lines so many times and yeah i remember there's this one time where somebody else went up on a line and it was like my job to kind of put it back into place and i didn't (laughs) in in an efficient way at all i think the line was like 
he said he was like he spoke he's supposed to say like give me back that i forget what it was like give me back those coins they're not yours and my line is supposed to be like or are they jacks or something like that but he just said he didn't say like my cue line which was give me your they're not yours so he just goes give me back those coins or whatever and i just go they're not jacks and just exit (laughs) i just exit my exit was coming up anyway (laughs) it was coming up anyway but i took off i was done i was done i and just tried to wash that one off and yeah hope for a better one the next did you did your brain go to like oh i could have said this 100 percent. what was one of the solutions that you had oh man this is a long time ago but it was probably like i can't remember actually probably something like uh like something like intricate and beautifully written like i'd be like you know no these do they belong to you do they belong to jack like something like that you know but i they're not jacks they're not jacks which doesn't even really make sense this situation but in tis pity that happened it did oh dude yeah and with that language john ford yeah yeah when what are you you gonna do what did you did you say that well well it was uh um, my my servants, uh-huh. or no no no, my master's line. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, he went up. Oh, and so you had to. Well, it, it was only like me and him on stage. Oh shit. So I so I just stood there, and did some physical stuff. Oh yeah. Because I'm not gonna act. I'm not gonna impromptu some John Ford. Yeah, oh no, <laughs> that's probably... Tis pity she's a whore. In verse, like... Yeah, yeah. in verse, no, 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 no. That, w- that would be beyond difficult, in- yeah. impossible. Well, yeah, and also it was a dress rehearsal. Oh, well, so that's I, good. So I've really just kind of used that time to solidify other things in my mind and think about what if this did happen again, you know? Oh, yeah. I wasn't really trying to fix the problem. I was like, oh, wow, this is this an is issue. This is happening. What if this happened this again? This is a possible thing. Right. So I was just trying to figure out the beast of the show more. Oh, sure. So it's probably beneficial that that, you know, gained a new ins. You were then able to do a backflip, which you weren't able to do before. Dude, yeah. And then John Basil. Uh Uh-huh. The man. The man. The man. Speaking of legendary, he uh, noted it at the end of the the run. Uh Uh-huh. He said, yo, this moment happened. Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to deal with this if this happens? I know it's John Ford, you know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Because he would talk about some crazy shit. Oh yeah. He calls the Gypsy Days. Oh yeah. Where yeah. he was like, you know, jumping ten feet to a pole. Yep. That eating, he was supposed eating to. Eating the scenery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. The Gypsy Days. Stuff that if he if he did not do it right, he could have died or oh, gotten yeah. seriously hurt. <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, he went hard. He went hard. Like. He was like the ultimate example of like someone who put in the work and then taught it to to others, but didn't expect to change their behavior. I feel like um, in the acting world, there are a lot of like directors and teachers and um, educators that like they really, truly expect to change who a person is Mm -hmm. instead of working with who they are Mm -hmm. or allowing them to meet your information and your truth in ways that they can. Mm. And John Basil was great at that Mm -hmm. because there were people in my mind where 
in other classes, they would have been torn apart, and I, and I wouldn't have second guessed it because I was having the same thoughts. Mm-hmm. But seeing him handle it in the way he did opened mm-hmm. my mind, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, because they're he, they're in the room too, man. Mm-hmm. They're in the room, and yeah. you can complain about it, but if it's out of your control, Can't what are you gonna do, people? man? Then do it. Then yeah, then then, then do, do what you got to do, and like. But you you can't change people, and if they're uh-huh. in the room, if someone's there, you know that's what you're working with. Think you get into a lot of trouble, I think, when you start to try to change how people act. Like I yeah. I got like when I'm getting into my deepest frustrations in life, it's usually because I can't control the way that other people are like either behaving or interacting with me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. same. It's impossible to to change someone else. They, yeah. they have to want to change, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's not productive for a teacher to try to change. Because then instead of giving the information and, you know, uh, uh, allowing that person to be changed by the information, not, like, force of, forcibly, like, changing who they are as a person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? Instead of, like, uh, giving them information tools techniques and allowing them to do what they will with it and then advance themselves i feel like that's the way to go about it right that's something that i i feel like is is so awesome about my experience at columbia it's like all of the teachers meet you where you are at and really care about you as as you the artist are yeah and yeah and make you the best you that you can be not try to change you to fit something they're like they're really like cultivating y- the best version of you, which is cool. It's really, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I do too. T- I appreciate hearing that. But two things, you know, like that is healthy, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of like, what if the people that are there have also through process of elimination and life choices and given circumstance and context, the people that, w- that wouldn't fall in line at Columbia, they're not in the room. Hmm. So the focus it doesn't have to be on changing who you are because you already kind of fit the mold of people that would be there. Mm -hmm. Not in a negative way, but just like like creating an ensemble. Yeah. And like something drew you to Columbia and something about, um, Columbia. Uh, I mean something about you Uh drew Columbia in as well. Uh Like they were like, Oh, we're into this. Uh So it's like, Oh no, I see what you mean. Yeah. So you fit, you fit the culture and like, yeah. So like I, we fit the culture. I think of where, we went to undergrad yeah, and oh I, yeah. and I loved it. Oh, I yeah. really liked it there and Me too. Um, had great teaching. And um, oh, yeah. so it's just like circumstance and context. Oh yeah. So I would assume that as you get to higher levels, that more the the process of elimination becomes a lot stricter mm-hmm. and stricter and in rapid, mm-hmm. you know, and like, uh, you know, it's just like I saw an increase in ability from high school to college and I didn't even go to one of the colleges that's like necessarily sought like sought after for their acting program Mm -hmm. they have a strong program but it's just like you know what I mean so it's like then I would expect and hope from college to grad school you know but what's weird about the, the profession in the working world is that you have people that didn't do any of that they ran a successful YouTube channel and now mm-hmm. they're on Broadway with people that also haven't done any work in the theater. They just are really good in the movies. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Yeah. And, th- and you have people that 
are never studied acting a day in their life, but then can step on and be uh, Jesse Pinkman in, ba- in Breaking Bad. Like Aaron Paul, I don't think ever studied acting before really getting into like, I mean, he did some stuff before Breaking Bad, but like, I don't think he really like really studied. Really? He didn't go to school for acting and stuff like that, but he's just, na- I mean, he's amazing. Like I'm, I'm not knocking him. I think he's incredible. I think it, but that's just a wonderful example of like, some people like just have it you know what i mean like yeah. that like some people got it like that <laughs> you know what i mean no yeah like yeah there's no like formulaic way to become a, a great actor i feel like it's it's like you said it's like circumstantial and sometimes i guess maybe like who you meet and who you know networking uh uh, what you've been through that allows you to access certain parts of yourself for this role that particular day for that audition that got you that role that led to you becoming a recurring character on these. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's no one way of like going, if I do it this way, if I do it this way, I will become this. It's just some, some, right. Some people do it, man. Well, I think like, I don't necessarily believe in luck, but when luck is explained as preparation meeting opportunity, I can get behind that. Yeah. So I think that uh, honestly, the most I Im- like that. Yeah. Sorry. Man. Yeah. Heard, I feel like I've heard that before, but it's been a while. And it, I just I don't know I where I first it, heard, I heard it. it. Anew right now. Yeah. And right. It's good. Sometimes you just it's con- again it's context. Oh, you just hear good. something in a new way. Yeah. So like I think the most important thing is the work. Oh yeah. And not even necessarily the quality of the work. And that sounds weird, but it's like I think the consistency. It's like the ten thousand hour thing, right? Yeah, but but like but as a lifestyle type of thing. It's not like I'm doing keto. It's like no no no. (laughs) How can I find the foods that work best for my body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a holistic thing. So it's like your work, the quality of it, it is probably going to be informed by the consistency of it, which mm-hmm. is the work. Mm-hmm. I think that's something, again, to bring it back, that your uncle also harped on, mm-hmm. the work. Mm-hmm. He was so into the work that he capitalized the W. Oh, yeah, man. That was part of his method, right? Oh, yeah. Is. Still oh, his yeah. method. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think that's the most important. So Is doing it. Is doing it is doing it so it's like and and failing at it like making mistakes what i think it's good to acknowledge mistakes but if you're studying something and you're pursuing an art yeah there's a right and a wrong choice but to make the wrong choice may not be a mistake because you need to learn that lesson yeah exactly yeah so it's like that's that may be in life that may not be true who knows Mm -hmm. but at least within the pursuit of an art an artistic pursuit that i feel like that should be true yeah the room for failure comes with your agreement for the audience's um suspension of disbelief Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like look we're trying to do something here yeah so if we don't hit every beat don't that's not gonna that shouldn't define the experience because no. because as the actor has the awareness of the audience the audience should also have the awareness 
they should not be completely sucked in. No, no I don't no. want an audience who's like completely sucked in because they get like it. It almost gets distracting. It, where you 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 pull the knife. Mm-hmm. Where you, if you're paying attention at all, you should know the knife is about to be pulled. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. and then it's like everyone's watching that like person on the front yeah, exactly. row. Exactly, it, it ruins like it can ruin like the energy. Yeah, that is created. Yeah, or if like if you're a choke expert and you're like, well, actually the angle right there, like they'd be totally allowed to breathe. Like, so, okay, dude. It's like, nice, nice, <laughs> nice, bro. I'm a student. Yeah. Trying exactly. to learn how to act. Yeah. But so. all, I guess all that to say, um, and again, not to be rude, but I need to plug these in. So, Oh, please. As you start this, I'm going to, I'll be right back. But sure. I feel really comfy with you. Me too. Good. Um, what are some tips that you could give specifically acting students right now that that has helped you with being consistent, whether it's waking up at times you don't want to, exercising, like changing your lifestyle. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, anything that helps mm-hmm. Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Uh, I would say it's definitely, definitely important to like you, you started saying, um, to have like a pre as far as being a student in, in really in anything, but in acting to, to be, to have a pretty consistent schedule as far as like waking up goes. Cause so much of your your life and like your pursuit of like this artistic goal is not scheduled necessarily like you don't know when you know because you're still learning how to like always hit hit the moment right or land on the character and their objectives in the right way you're you're or in the most beneficial way because what is right but anyway like there's that that's so like in flux all the time because that's that's what you're learning it's good to have organization in the places that you can hmm. like, um, like waking up at a certain time or going to bed roughly is the time that, that you can mm. try to make it consistent so that the time in the day where you're learning, you can fully give over to being like messy and unorganized so that you learn more and you're more open to the learning experience. Um, if all of you is always unorganized, then that, that might work. I just haven't, I just didn't do it that way. Like I, right. I, like I found it helpful to be organized as organized as possible outside of the studio in which you're working, which is almost like an artist canvas sort of thing where I can just like vomit all over the place and learn from it. Yeah. You know, another thing and probably the biggest thing that I would give, uh, that I would say like, this is pretty much all of it for me. Like this was life changing to me. Um, I've had multiple professors tell me this, uh, and it took a couple times to hear it before I really like let it sink in and let it affect me and change me and my work, I think. But don't try to please anyone. Like you can't, it sounds so like, oh, duh, like obviously, but like don't try to, there's nobody to please in, as a, an actor, like as an artist, as an artist in any capacity. Like there's nobody to please. Like, 
yeah, yeah, you can please yourself. Like that's good. You want to be happy, but by by doing the like the work, man, like doing the work that you and and putting the time in and creating something that is inherently pleasurable to like everyone that finds pleasure in it. So you don't have to actively work towards like trying to please someone, some other thing, whether that is your parents or uh, your mentor or friends or teacher or anything like that. Like that doesn't matter. What matters is what you're trying to do, what you're trying to create. And ironically, like if you are trying to please that person, it will show up in your work and you, they won't be pleased by it. You know what I mean? So it's really like shooting yourself in the foot, which I was doing like the whole first year of my time at grad school. Yeah. It's just kind of conscious of I'm, I'm, I want to do good. I want to do a good job for these teachers and for myself and do good. Yeah, of course, you always want to do good. Sure, you want to do well. Yes. But don't make it about like, don't make it about that. Don't make it about pleasing anyone because you're not going to. You, you, you can't. It's like you can't change people like we were talking about before. Just like do do what you got to do to tell this story and and do justice to the, the character or the art, whatever art it is. You know, don't try. That's just like another thing that like, would be a sign on my door or like a tattoo on my chest. Not really, but like have a, you know, don't please anyone. Don't, don't feel the need to please anyone. Cause it's really detrimental. It's, it's <laughs> counterintuitive. Think about the signs on your door, dude. <laughs> Make me time. Don't, don't please, please anyone. anyone. <laughs> You're like the nicest fucking guy. I know, dude. <laughs> don't please anyone. You're the nicest, most giving guy. I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, come on. But it it kind of speaks true. Like unless you're, you know, unless you're making time for yourself, how can you make time for others? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like if you don't have. I like how you use you use the word uh, recharge. Uh huh. Like yeah. If you don't recharge, and you just go keep going and going and going, eventually your your battery's gonna die essentially, and you'll be no good to anybody or yourself or anybody so right, instead right you can take you know take a couple of hours be i'm doing air quotes can't see because it's a podcast but uh like be selfish and take some time for yourself that <clears throat> will then make you better for other people you know what i mean yes and i think especially for artists i i feel the need to like offer a suggestion in that like to bring it back to what you said, you were talking about how the time that you set aside for the study of acting is is time to be unorganized. So you leave the rest of your life organized and the routine is there and that is that balance is good. Mm -hmm. I think that the time that you make for yourself can be explorative, exploratory, whatever you want to say and whatever that means to you. But it's also, to bring it back to what you said, like, um, if all of your life was unorganized, to make another connection or um, analogy, if you're a bodybuilder and all of your time is lifting weights and you're not taking any time for recovery, 
you won't see any gains. You're gonna. It's actually gonna hurt you. Yeah. Like you actually. Physically. Not only will you not see gains, like you're gonna start destroying your body. Your joints are gonna be destroyed. Yeah, and your muscles are gonna start eating themselves. Yeah. Your, your body's gonna eat your muscles. A hundred percent. So. Yikes! You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So you got to be careful of that balance. <laughs> That's amazing. It's the balance. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. So, um, man, I really don't have any other questions for you. So, I kind of, this is kind of like a good length, I think. Yeah, man. But like, I kind of want to um. End with, a game. Oh, let's do it. Mind meld. Mind meld. Yeah, man. I ended a couple of episodes with mind meld, and this is the basic, like, these are the rules. The basic premise of the game is to find the same word together. Okay. And it starts by counting down. Each round um, counts down, like, three, two, one, and we both say a word. Okay. So the first round, it's going to be a completely random word. Okay, just whatever the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, is. and it can be something that you thought of now as I'm explaining it, and you're saving it. You're like, I Which know I my first word. Which I have just come up with like four. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or it can be one where in the moment you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, oranges. Yeah, yeah, And you're yeah. like, okay. all right, word. Okay. You know, you can call an audible. It doesn't matter the okay. first round. Okay. So then we take those two words, and every round after that is an attempt on our part to marry that word. Those two? To find the same word, so it's so like we got to find related the, to the past ones. Yeah, it's like almost like word at word association or even category association. Off so of each other's things. Yeah. Okay. So okay. here's an example I often use. Okay. If I counted down three, two, one, and your first word was blade, and my first word was grass, what would you guess is the word for the next round? What's what comes in like, blades and is also gr- like lawn. Yeah. Like green. Yeah. Grass. Like, oh, gra- oh, blades. You wait. Yeah. Blade and green. Oh, you said blade and green in the first. Yeah. I you said so blade you said and grass. Maybe so I, I did. That. So you said okay. lawn. So that's perfect. Okay. So no, maybe, no, but I know exactly. What maybe you're I said now. the wrong word probably, but you see, you even used that oh, yeah. lawn. That would have been it. If yeah, I would have yeah. been paying attention and also heard grass instead oh, no, of I green. I may have just like. Like, Maybe you heard grass. I don't know what it. We can play. <laughs> listen back. Either way, <laughs> this will be funny either way. Either but you way, get I it. You get it, it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I said round, and did you come up with this game? No, dude. This is an improv game that Julie learned. She went to um, UCB. Oh, really? And did one on one. Oh, really? I yeah. Didn't know that. When did and she then do took that? a character recently? class. She do that recently? Um, within the the year, within really? the past year. Oh, cool. Oh yeah, and she was digging it. Hell yeah! I think she's like continuing to study it and oh that's awesome it's really cool and she and we go to events and stuff and oh yeah UCB is awesome dude yeah so um she learned it from there i love it i think but i think it's just a well-known improv game mind meld mind meld i'm into it okay let's do it so the first one is just but each of them start with three two one or one two three or whatever yeah say okay and we can take some time to gather our thoughts sure okay yeah and also if this goes awry and we don't get it we can i can try to explain it further but I, it i i'm pretty sure you get it yeah i think yeah, i understand yeah. not to insult just because like it's a new game and you can int- people can hear things in different ways sure like, you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah yeah the simplest games can be hard to understand if you're not connecting with what 
how the person explained it. Yeah. I don't think I'm the best at explaining games. Anyway, here we go. Three, two, one. Wire. Wire and smoke. Okay. Uh... We'll also get better as we hear each other's answers because then we'll be like, oh, this is how they're thinking. This is how they're thinking, yeah. We just did it. Yeah. We just mind-melded that phrase. This is how they're thinking. See, that's the game. Okay. Then we're on the same page. Okay. So, wire and smoke. Uh, Or smoke and wire. Smoke and wire. Three, two, one. Dynamite. Dynamite and pipe. Okay. Okay. Dynamite. (laughs) Okay. Three, two, one. Terrorist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, terrorist and stick. Yeah, man. Three, oh, shit. two, one. Osama Bum. bin Laden. Ooh. Oof. Oof. Yeah. We're getting close. And we're also getting close to having this episode banned from all streaming <laughs> yeah, <know>. services. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Bomb and Osama bin Laden. Okay. Three, two, one, nine, Plane. eleven. Oh, oh we're yeah, close. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting close. Plane, nine, eleven. Three, two, one, twin, twin towers. towers. We got there. We got let's, there. Um, we got speaking there. Speaking of like renewal and growth, let's turn over a new leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try again. Okay. But we did get there. We did get there, and that was never my doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just but because you dark. because you were open, like we're not trying to control it. No, I'm just trying to. So let's do another positive. one. Positive. Well, yeah. Different. Different. New leaf. New leaf. Love I'm it. not trying to judge it because it wasn't. I wasn't trying to be negative. I was no. just trying to win the game. I was trying to trying to meld. Yeah, win the game. It's so funny because th- there's no game to win. Yeah. And in a pre- previous episode, I made fun of a guest for trying to win the game, but then here I am talking about winning the game. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Live and learn, brah. Three, hey. two, one. Turtle. Leaf. Okay. Ooh. Hold on. Three, two, one. Green. Seaweed. Okay. Okay. Seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle and leaf. Yep. So seaweed and green. Yep. Three, two, one. C- algae. Okay. Algae. Algae. Okay, here we um, go. C. Three, two, one. Reef. Barnacle. <sighs> oh, man, yours is better for sure. Okay. Barnacle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Three, two, one. Whale. Mermaid. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Whale and mermaid. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh. Three, two, one. Ursula. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man, Michael, this is amazing. This Calvin is a great Ursula. game. This is a great game. <laughs> oh God, mermaid Ursula or Ursula and kelp. Um, okay. Uh mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Plankton. Bubble. Fuck. 
plankton bubble. Okay. I think we're there. Three, two, one. SpongeBob. Hey. Yeah, dude. Hey. Which happens to be one of my favorite shows. <laughs> and, uh, dude, it's one of the goats. Oh, goats. It's a goat. Goat. Somebody. I was talking to someone yesterday about SpongeBob, and and often uh, whenever I talk to people about SpongeBob, it's like it becomes just more and more clear and evident that pretty much every aspect of like life can be related back to an episode of SpongeBob yes. somehow. Like yes. most situations can be related back to a situation that happened in fucking SpongeBob SquarePants. Dude, hundred percent. It's a great show. Wasn't it originally like for adults? I think so. I may be wrong in this, but wasn't it maybe like at first like a digital short on like Leno or something? Like not Leno, but maybe on something. Interesting. I don't know. Or it may have been like pitched as to be, I don't know if it ever aired or something, but I remember reading that somewhere or seeing that somewhere that it was, yeah. and they were supposed to be like in a relationship, like Patrick and SpongeBob or something like, I mean, obviously they're in a relationship, but you know what I mean? You know, I might have to, um, like before this episode starts be like, yo, people have a phone or a laptop or an iPad ready for all the times we say, I'm not sure you should look it up. Yeah, yeah that's so true. <laughs> Uh, anyway, SpongeBob, great episode. It was the goat. I think it's better than the other series that people also consider the goat, which is Game of Thrones. Have you ever watched Game of Thrones? Yeah, I finished. I actually have never. I've seen like one episode. Oh, bro. Seen, yeah, I know. I've I've heard it's yeah a goat. I watched it's, all of it. It's goat pronounced got yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, which I think SpongeBob is the goat better than got got. But I'm here with one of the goats. Hey. Thank you for coming, dude. This is the first of hopefully many. Dude. And I want to hear updates. And um, Oh, dude. This is just an ongoing, this can be an ongoing vibe conversation. I would love, I would love that. This has been, like, honestly, uh, like an honor to be a part of this. Not just because you're, like, one of my closest friends for life. Always. Unqu- like, no question about it. But just, like seeing what you guys have created here with rock rising and being able to be involved in any way with it is just an absolute honor and i can't wait to see what y'all keep doing and uh keep me keep me updated man thank you thank you so much keep crushing it kind words hey man true words i mean life is weird you know so it's just kind of weird to see your circumstance change and like like we said earlier, trying to carve out meaning in the world. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm really trying to do. So um, this has been very meaningful conversation. Same, man. So I'll probably listen back to this one. Um, so thanks. Real talk. Appreciate your time. Thank you, man. This has been a Rock Rising Productions podcast. Thanks for listening.